It's Labor Day long weekend, which means the Labor Day Classic. The Winnipeg Blue Bombers versus the Saskatchewan Rough Riders in Regina. And we were joined today by former Blue Bomber Troy Westwood to tell you, if you're heading to the game, what you can expect. It's Clay Young's last ride on Winnipeg weekends this Saturday and Sunday. So Clay joined us to reflect on his last four years. But he actually dropped a bit of a surprise bombshell on us as it pertains to the holiday season later this year. It's Friday, which means our weekly Gab with Gabby and the Couch Potatoes assembled to tell you about the most expensive television show ever made and whether or not its debut was any good. I'm Brett McGarry, alongside Greg Mackling and Loren McNabb, who is back on Tuesday. We are Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb. And this is the Friday, September 2nd podcast for The Start. It's Mackling and McGarry. McNabb is on Connecting Winnipeg. I just, I got to mention this, Greg, before I forget. Um, I'm looking at Global News Morning right now. Yeah. Can't hear it, but the subtitles are on. And I just started laughing because it actually says in the subtitles, Gabby. <laughs> what do you mean? Like it says, you know, the, the person who's speaking. Yes. And then it translates oh, the text. Yeah. So it came up, Gabby. Oh, now that's hilarious. <laughs> That's not her professional name by any stretch. <laughs> no. I mean, I'm, I'm fine with it, but that's not the, the really typically the name she uses on air, is it? I, I don't know. Maybe, I guess Corey calls her. Ga- I don't know how that works. I'm <laughs> gonna have to, we'll have to ask her at 905 about that. Right. Do you know that the subtitles actually call you Gabby? <laughs> So anyway, they know something the rest of us don't. It's great. (laughs) So, yeah, it's Friday, Labor Day weekend. You must be pumped. Is it like, do you feel like uh, like a child getting ready for Christmas morning? You know, a little bit. I have to admit, you know, I've I've done some pretty awesome uh, sports trips over the years and, and weekend getaways that are sort of ridiculous in terms of the amount of travel time and the lack of of time in a particular place. But I am really looking forward to this weekend in Regina. And those words should never be in the same sentence together, (laughs) but here we are. (laughs) There's going to be about eight of us making the trek uh, tomorrow. We've already got our reservations for dinner for, for tomorrow night and really looking forward to just being a fan and just and soaking up the atmosphere because uh, we spoke to Wade Miller earlier this week on Tuesday, and even Wade gave Saskatchewan Rough Riders, their fans, the city of Regina credit for what they do, the hospitality, the green carpet, if you like, that they roll out in terms of hospitality when Winnipeggers come to town. And so I'm really looking forward to taking advantage of that, Brett. And tomorrow night at Crave, um, I'm hoping that Wade Miller will... We'll, in fact, buy our entire crew a beer tomorrow night. <laughs> so there you go. So you're going to the keg and to Crave? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I booked my I booked reservations at the keg immediately after getting off the air with Wade after he said, yeah, the owner of that keg is uh, actually a big Blue Bomber fan. So I went online and, and booked our table because, you know, got to support those who support the things you love. So there we go. All set to go, man. I just have to... Uh, do a load of laundry and uh, get packed up and hit the road tomorrow morning. How about the boys? The boys excited? Nah, I don't know. <laughs> you never tell with them. 
the way you talk about your kids never stops, never ceases to make me chuckle. Because um, I, I remember what it was like to be an annoying teenage child, and now you're the parent of teenage boys, and uh, <laughs> there's a lot of shrugging shoulders, a lot of mumbling. A lot of, yeah, dad, I know dad. So I suppose that will continue. Yeah, th- th- I, I suppose they're excited. I'll take their pulse when I get home and I'll, I'll report back. Okay, so <laughs> we'll have more on the Labor Day Classic coming up at 8.05. Who are we talking to at 8.05, Mr. Mackling? Oh, actually, I've just been doing a ton of research here trying to find the year when the Blue Bombers were way ahead of Saskatchewan in the standings and then the Rough Riders managed to win on the Labor Day weekend. I've I've been unsuccessful so far during Troy Westwood's career. Troy Westwood, of course, uh, responsible for the Banjo Bowl and the naming of the Banjo Bowl. Everybody and their dog's going to want to talk to Troy next week. We want to talk to him today to find out what it's like to go to Regina. And the urban legends which exist about Rough Rider fans pulling, uh, you know, the, the fire alarm in the middle of the night to, to disrupt the Blue Bombers' sleep, uh, honking horns around their hotel, uh, the Blue Bombers having to move hotels to Moose Jaw, all that stuff. We'll ask Troy Westwood about that just after 8 o'clock. We have an important heads up about this weekend on 680 CJOB. One final weekend of chaos and mayhem of Winnipeg weekends with Clay Young. Unbelievable run and un believable and incredible radio Saturdays and Sundays for the last several years is coming to an end as Clay Young makes his permanent transition to Global News Morning. You can still catch Clay's shenanigans, probably a little bit more serious most of the time on television, suit and tie and all. Uh, but every once in a while, I think they'll have fun over there. But I'm, I'm going to miss that program, and I know many of our listeners will, Brett. Kevin Bergen, though, who has, has been his technical producer this whole time, is going to be uh, filling in on Winnipeg weekends in the interim. Uh, so that's exciting stuff. And uh, I think he's actually coming in on Tuesday for training. I'm like, I don't really know what what you need to train for, dude. You, you know how you know what buttons to push, but whatever. He's, I, he's the host of the main ingredient. I told him his entry fee is uh, delicious food and beer. Oh, you're going to be training Kev? Yeah. Okay, fantastic. Well, that's great. Yeah, he's got access to all sorts of food and uh, delicious uh, drinks, so I would hold him to that for sure. Coming up in our next segment, we're going to tell you how you can win yourself some tickets for the Winnipeg Wine Festival, and it has to do with Labor Day weekend. And a heads up that the couch potatoes assemble at 735. We are going to tell you about the debut of the most expensive show in the history of television, The Rings of Power, the Lord of the Rings series on Amazon Prime. It debuted last night, and we stayed up to watch the first two episodes. So we'll tell you if it was worth staying up because I'm kind of tired today because I stayed up late to watch this stupid show. So that's coming up at 7.35. But this morning, as I was sitting in my cab, uh, I always try to make a note of checking the gas price because the Shell station is right at Roslyn and Osborne, and I'm usually sitting at that red light for like two minutes. And I looked and I saw that it had gone down just a touch from 168.9 to 164.9. Yeah, so uh, I know you sent me a picture. There were police cars at the 
at that gas station as well. We don't know what was going on there, but no police cars on the way in on Henderson Highway this morning, Brett. Uh, two ambulances, though, and four gas stations with the posted gasoline price, which corresponds with the one you saw in Osborne Village. One sixty four nine seems to be... The price du jour of gasoline. Now, yesterday, one of our listeners was lamenting the fact that he was paying much, much less for gas in Red Deer, Alberta. Here's Patrick DeHaan of GasBuddy.com. Looking at data here, um, I see some of the cheapest prices in Alberta at about a dollar twenty-three or one twenty-two nine. Uh, but certainly, there is a big difference. Some of the inland areas, some of the prairies, uh, in low tax areas, are seeing prices. Uh, 125 and 126. So certainly uh, the difference here uh, is proximity to oil fields, refineries, and and taxes that uh, have been lowered. So uh, certainly a bit of a difference. Well, that was that was going to be my next question. How does Manitoba compare with other provinces? Well, looking across Canada right now uh, by province, uh, some of the more expensive prices uh, remain in the coastal regions, the Maritimes, BC. At, an average of 185.5. On the other side, Alberta, the cheapest province at 140.8. Much of that due to the t- difference in tax, waiving that. Ontario at a, about a, uh, 153.8 today. Saskatchewan at 153.9. Manitoba just passed uh, Nova Scotia at 167.6. But like I said, there should be improvement there in the days ahead. So we saw that improvement either late yesterday or overnight, Brett. And you and I were both concerned about the idea of sometimes this is a jackrabbit start <laughs> where it kind of backs up and then, boom, it goes forward. But DeHaan says that's not really likely. Yeah, before I, DeHaan spoke to Kathy Kennedy yesterday, as you heard. And, of course, the why for the slowing of the price drop as the world oil price is in decline was on KK's mind. Well, you know, prices have kind of stagnated. The drop has trailed off here in the last week. Some of that is due to uh, a refinery down in Indiana in the U.S. that uh, had an electrical fire last week. The good news, though, is that that refinery is starting the restart process, and that could eventually help bring prices down. But ahead of a long weekend, not expecting an increase. Uh, I do believe that prices should continue to either remain stable or fall a couple of cents a liter. Beyond that, as the uh, summer driving season wraps up, I do think we'll start to see prices begin moving lower again, especially after that refinery is fully restored in the next few days. Now, we know that many of our loyal listeners drive truck, and those machines run on diesel. Diesel prices are still stubbornly high. The Russian war in Ukraine is playing a role there. Well, it's certainly having a large role, uh, not so much on gasoline, but more on diesel. And the reason for that is that much of that Russian crude oil yields more diesel product. Diesel inventories have been very tight for much of this year. Part of the reason that the economy had been uh, had been certainly moving in a strong direction. Diesel demand had been higher earlier this year as construction had boomed. Uh, in addition, commerce, semi-trucks delivering many goods, but that has trailed off as well. Having said that, though, diesel remains in extremely tight supply. Part of the reason is existing refineries have converted to renewable biodiesel, and some refineries have shut down in the last few years, leaving us susceptible 
to inventories that could decline with a limited ability to replenish them. Now, part of the discussion following Premier Heather Stephenson's meeting with Prime Minister Trudeau was focused on carbon tax. I don't believe that um, they should be taking the money out of the pockets of Manitobans in the first place. And so I have expressed my concern to the Prime Minister about that and have asked and called on the federal government to temporarily suspend the carbon tax. So as you've been hearing in the news this morning, don't expect a halt to the federal carbon tax, Brett. The prime minister accused several premiers of misrepresenting the economic impact of the carbon tax on average families. Trudeau says those Canadians who pay the tax, most of them receive more in rebates than what they pay. You can read more on this at globalnews.ca, cjob.com. Feel free to weigh in at 204-780-6868. And indeed, hopefully that price of gas continues to drop. Four cents, not exactly, uh, you know, a big deal. But any drop is, I guess, a big deal, right? Because how high did it get? Was Did it get up to like 209? Was it, yeah, was it 205? So. 207 for sure, 207.9, okay. 208.9 maybe, yeah, but call it 210, no problem at all. Yeah, it's gut-wrenching. It's still gut-wrenching, Brett. Yeah. Today's question is simple. Since it's the Labor Day long weekend, do you have a Labor Day long weekend tradition? Or do you have perhaps a special memory? Um, whether it's something emotional or perhaps it's just, you know, you got a good story about some long weekend shenanigans and chicanery. 204-780-6868 or chicanery, as we used to say, uh, as our teachers used to tell us to, to knock it off with the chicanery in the back in our French immersion. So, uh, Mackling, why don't we start with you? Well, do you want me to tell the story I shared with you this yeah. morning? Okay, so uh, I mentioned last week that I was getting together with my siblings uh, at the cottage to remember my mom because it was marking the 20th anniversary of her passing. Well, this weekend, in essence, marks the 20th anniversary of her funeral. It took place on the Sunday of Labor Day. And guess what? Also took place on 2002 on Sunday, the Labor Day Classic. Saskatchewan and Winnipeg, that was happening. And for our entire lives, since I was a little kid, straight through until my mom's passing, everything, all our schedules were around kids' sports, professional sports, getting to the game, watching the game, making sure that we were somewhere to be able to watch the game. And that was no different on the afternoon of my mom's funeral. Um, I reminded people in a joking fashion, laughter is the best medicine, that we had to get this thing on the road. We had to get things wrapped up because there was a Blue Bomber game to watch. Well, of course, the festivities, the celebration of my mom's life went well into the beginning of the Blue Bomber game. And we actually went to the King's Head to go and watch the game. And it wasn't on. Long story short, TSN had a contractual obligation to show the NASCAR race from North Carolina that day. There was a massive thunderstorm. The race was delayed by two or three hours. And the game was, in fact, showed in full in tape delay the only time that that had ever happened. 
so he didn't miss one second of the football game, even though it had sort of already been played. I remember that. There was a lot of consternation. It was quite the kerfuffle that the Labor Day Classic had been delayed by NASCAR. That's incredible, Mackling. Uh, wonderful story. Thank you for sharing that. Jeff Braun, let's go to you next, sir. Uh, mine also involves the Labor Day Classic and is much, much, much less interesting than Greg's story in that uh, usually I just watch it by myself on uh, Sunday afternoon, and that's my tradition for Labor Day weekend. Really? <laughs> well, yeah, well, my friends, my, my buddy that I watch football with usually goes camping with his family, so uh, that's out, so it's just me, and uh, yeah, that's all there is to it. Do you order yourself a pizza? Uh, No. Not usually. Gee whiz. <laughs> <laughs> this is getting better, sadder by the answer here. I'm, I might have some leftovers uh, this Sunday from whatever I cook up tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> Jeff, we have room in the car. Do you want to come to Regina this weekend? It's, uh, it's tempting. All right. I'll, I'll text you. Hey, Mackling's on TV right now, too. He's in the he's on the radio. Whoa. He's on TV. How are you there and here at Whoa. the same time? Uh, I got to go. <laughs> <laughs> he's talking to Gabby Ta- about the Labor Day Classic, actually, on Global News Morning. Um, Ross Levitan in for Cam Poitras in sports today. What about you, sir? Oh, it's always the last cottage weekend of the year. So that's that was always good memories growing up. And then more recently, uh, you know, you think of uh, tra- leaving to go to school and moving into a new place and just kind of the, the excitement of the new year. And September means hockey season's closer, too, so nothing wrong with that. Where was, no, for those uh, unfamiliar, where are you from? Uh, from Ontario. Where in Ontario? Ottawa. Where was the cottage? The cottage was in the Gatnos in uh, Wakefield is the name of the little town. Oh, okay. Beautiful little spot, only about 15 minutes from downtown. So it's a nice little oasis, almost like we have here with uh, with Lake Winnipeg. So, no, it's, it's always great, great memories with uh, with growing up with family there. And why was Labor Day always the last weekend? You know, you get busy with with going back to school, at least growing up. And, uh, you know, you, you got to make the most of it while, uh, while it's still, you know, not... 15, 16, you want it to be in the 20s and actually get to sit outside, soak up some sun. So um, maybe we'd, we'd sneak in one more after that. But, you know, the, the extra long weekend always made it feel a bit more special. Yeah, indeed. For a lot of people, this will be the last kick of the can for the cottage. Forte, what about you? Fire, beer, and sunflower seeds. That's how I like to spend my September long weekend, Labor Day long weekend. That's what I plan on doing this weekend, and shenanigans. Going to get in some shenanigans, for sure. So are you just going to sit around a fire for three straight days, drinking beer and chewing on sunflower seeds? Why not? <laughs> where, where do you plan to do this? Uh, uh, my buddy's uh, having a thing. He lives outside of the city, so uh, there's going to be a bunch of us there. Just chill around the campfire. Going to be, uh, hopefully they have a slip and slide this year. Usually set, set up a slip and slide, throw some soap on there, and uh, air mattresses and we just have a good time. <laughs> when beer is involved, what could possibly go wrong? Oh, it's going to be a good time. <laughs> what kind of sunflower seeds for a My favorite are dill pickle. I like dill pickle. Oh! I'm gross. Very gross. <laughs> That's disgusting. <laughs> just get regu- regular Canucks oat is all you need, my friend. No, absolutely not. At least salted. You have to get at least salted. Don't, don't just. Oh, yeah, that's regular. Well, that's salted. Regular is plain. Hey, Forte, don't argue with the guy from Altona. It's the <laughs> sunflower capital of the country. <laughs> and Ross, what, what, what's your thought on the dill pickle sunflower seed? I was I lean that way. Yes. Know? Yeah. Yes. I'm not like a big dill pickle, like chip flavor guy. Something about the sunflower seeds. I don't know what it is. But yeah, I'm, I'm not going to be a hater on that one. 
And I'm I have no opinion. I mean, I like dill pickle stuff, but uh, sunflower seeds and I don't get along. I never I can't do it. I just <laughs> what do you mean you can't do I it? I can't crack. I just never figured out how to how to consume sunflower seeds. I'm an idiot, I guess. You I don't, don't have the oral dexterity <laughs> to crack the sunflower seeds. <laughs> uh, yeah, at least when it comes to the sunflower seeds, <laughs> and we'll just leave it there. <laughs> It's Mackling and McGarry. McNabb is off today. We've got tickets for the Winnipeg Wine Festival, Saturday, September 24th, the afternoon tasting. And we're asking you at 204-780-6868. We want you to tell us a story, share a memory, share uh, an example of some Labor Day weekend shenanigans. Maybe you have a Labor Day weekend tradition. We would love to hear your story. Uh, I had... One of my favorite Labor Day memories, of course, it involves golf, but uh, in particular, it it involves golf because this was the impetus the for the formation of one of my best friendships, a guy named Sean Angus, former colleague here at 680 CJOB. We worked together for a long time, but we the first time we ever hung out was on Labor Day, and uh, we decided neither neither of us had played. We'd never played golf together. Neither of us had ever been to Granite Hills in Lac du the weather was beautiful. We're like, let's go to Granite Hills. So because of that day, he's now one of my best friends. And uh, this weekend, we're actually heading out to Minnewasta tomorrow in Morden, uh, Sean and I and our buddy AJ. And then Sunday, heading out to, uh, I'm going out to Granite Hills with one of my newer golf best friends, uh, Brandon, to play at Granite Hills again. So I just wanted to acknowledge that because for me, when I think of Labor Day, I think of friendship. You know what, Brett? And so sports is the orientation and sort of a lot of the things that my life revolve around, uh, going to, watching to, attending games and and cheering for my my teams. And most of my best friends, uh, I have tons of memories of going to games with. Uh, my buddy Jared in Calgary, that's how we met through a mutual friend going to a Jets game back in university days. And, and that friendship uh, remains. In fact, he lived in, lives in Calgary. He was uh, my partner in my season tickets for nine years. That's how strong that bond was and our connection to the well, that, Jets. That was your season ticket partner? Was my buddy who lived in Calgary. We always pledged if the Jets ever came back, no matter where we were, we would buy Jets season tickets together. It is Mackling and McGarry. McNabb is off today. The couch potatoes shall assemble in a moment to talk about one of the biggest things in the history of television. But first, reminder that we are giving away Winnipeg Wine Festival tickets for a chance for September 24th. We're going to pick a winner at 9.15. Labor Day weekend memories, Labor Day weekend traditions. What you got at 204-780-6868, Mackling? One of our listeners says we set up a movie theater in our backyard. The kids love it. Popcorn, snacks, perfect way to end our summer. And then it's back to school. And Brett, I think you asked, what movies are you watching this weekend? Introducing our kids to a classic, Tommy Boy. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent choice, Tommy Boy. Yes. Oh, man. Chris Farley, David Spade. I haven't watched that in years. Man, that movie is a good one. Um, What was the follow-up they did? Oh, boy. You're asking the wrong guy. I think there was the word black 
was in black the sheep. Black sheep. There it is. Jeff Braun oh, hi, knows Jeff the Braun. answer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, did you have music, by the way, Forte, queued up for the couch potatoes? I believe I did. Oh. <laughs> Greg is already shaking his head. <laughs> That was great. That was excellent, Forte. Uh, there's a shark I'm not afraid of. <laughs> well, you know what? I'll just mention this right now because back in theaters this weekend on IMAX... What we are dealing with here is a perfect engine, uh, an eating machine. We're not only going to have to close the beach, we're going to have to hire somebody to kill the shark. Bad fish. But I'll catch him and kill him. Did you hear your father on the water now? This shark, swallow you whole. Gonna go see it, Greg? No. Well, you know what? Listen, that that movie changed my life for sure. Uh, how long is the shark actually on the screen? Is it something like four minutes? Yeah, it's it's if that. Yeah. Uh, how long is it? Uh, it's barely on. That's what makes the movie so good. Yeah, it doesn't actually appear on screen until one hour and 21 minutes into the movie. They had all sorts of problems with the mechanical shark. You know what? I am going to go see it. <laughs> when is it in the theater? It's playing for at least a week. At least a week? Okay. And it's playing at uh, Polo Park on the IMAX screen. Okay. If it's, if it's there next weekend, I'll go see it. It's solemn oath. And Jeff Braun and <laughs> I said, asked Jeff yesterday when we were recording the Couch Potatoes, are you going to go see it? And how many times have you watched Jaws just this year? Uh, twice at least this year. I know I, I watched, uh, Kim and I watched it with <laughs> the kids in the spring, and there was a little, lot of uh, hydrize, hydrize. Okay, you can look now. And then on my summer vacation, when I went to Ottawa to visit my parents, it was on TV, and I started watching it, and my mom started watching it too. And again, I had to go, okay, hydrize, hydrize. Okay, now you can watch, mom. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So John, I'll go with you, Greg, and do that if you like. Okay, you can, you can give you can give me all the uh, heads up. Yeah, it I've gets a little gnarly shark. at the end. I've seen the shark at Universal Studios. It's not that intimidating, actually. So Jaws in IMAX for the first time ever. So that's back in theaters. That's pretty cool. But we'll talk more about movies in a second. But we do need to talk about what is happening on Amazon Prime because this weekend is potentially going to be the biggest weekend in the history of Amazon Prime Video. No doubt what could be seen as a make or break weekend considering the $1 billion, $1 billion cost for this new series based on the works of J.R.R. Tolkien, The Rings of Power. You have fought long enough, Galadriel. Put up your sword. The enemy is still out there. The question now is where? It is over. You have not seen what I've seen. I have seen my share. You have not seen. What I have seen. A few years ago, Amazon paid $250 million just for the rights to The Lord of the Rings and the appendices that appear at the end of The Lord of the Rings, and then committed $750 million for at least five seasons. The Rings of Power is set thousands of years before the events of The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings. 
uh, which took place in the third age of Middle Earth. This takes place in the second age, thousands of years before the story that uh, so many of us know and love. Jeff, um, we, the, the, the release date was September 2nd, but you pointed out that you had been seeing September 1st. Turned out it debuted last night at 8 o'clock our time. So did you watch any of it? And it wasn't even at 8 o'clock our time. I turned to it at 10 to 8, and those episodes were already there. So they, they keep, yeah, they kept moving up the, the launch date. I watched the first one of the two, and then I was uh, too tired, and I went to bed. And it was fabulous. Like, like you said, they poured all that money into it, and every penny they spent is up on the screen. It looks just amazing. I think the big complaint we're going to have about the Lord of the Rings series is that we have to watch it at home on TV and not in a movie theater. Why not, if it's a 10-hour series, why not split it into three movies and put it in the theaters? That's what's basically the original trilogy was, you know, could have been a 10-episode series. So, uh, And the other impressive thing is, I mean, they made the elves interesting. I find the elves just... Uh, incredibly boring in those films whenever Kate Blanchett would show up on the screen I would just hit the fast forward button <laughs> when I'm re-watching those movies and her character Galadriel here in younger form as you mentioned thousands of years earlier and she's uh quite interesting and much more engaging than a Kate Blanchett ever was in those first movies so I'm all in on this so far they've already uh you know bopped around to a few different corners of middle earth and they've introduced a lot of characters and still more to come and it's all been it's been very exciting just from the first episode can't wait to see where it all goes yeah i watched both episodes uh, in, in spite of the fact that i knew that i was well past my bedtime but i couldn't stop i just i i was so amazed at how good it looked at how good it was you know it wasn't just a good looking show they told the storytelling was fantastic a tremendous cast just imagine the pressure on that whole crew particularly the young unknown actors in that show like the because this this is also a make or break thing for their career if people hated this show uh then that would probably be the end of the line for them so they must be stoked to see that uh, it's getting some positive feedback and cam poitras our colleague cam poitras loves lord of the rings and he emailed the both of us saying did you guys watch it last night and he says despite all efforts to completely hate it for months years with all the depths of my soul just to protect my heart from the pain it was awesome mm. are they filming this in new zealand yep so is that where the movies were filmed as well yep Yep. So, so they've sort of claimed that as, what is it, Mordor? Is that what it's called? Mordor. Mordor. Oh, okay. Middle Earth, yeah, Mordor is the bad part of Middle Earth. They've also... Uh, I'm out on this discussion. That, That's I just, I told you everything I know about this. I'm <laughs> out now. Just on the now. New Zealand of it all, when they made that first trilogy, they had to create their own special effects company just uh, to expedite things quicker. They couldn't send stuff back and forth from L.A. to New Zealand, oh, so neat. they just set up shop there. But since then... They have to keep coming up with movie projects to keep all those people employed. So that's why I think we see every few years we get some Lord of the Rings business happening down New Zealand way to keep that effects company up and running. There was a, a friend, I think, is it Frantic Films? Uh, I believe that they helped out with uh, the first, the Fellowship of the Ring to the scene where the the horses, uh, or the, the water horses appear where they where the elf turns the water into uh, a pack of horses and run down the uh, the ring wraiths. I believe that was done in Winnipeg. I'll just quickly mention this. There is a new movie in theaters, Honk for Jesus, Save Your Soul, starring Sterling K. Brown and Regina Hall. They play the first lady and pastor of a Southern Baptist megachurch, which had thousands of congregants, and then there's a scandal. They have to close up shop, and now they're trying to make a comeback. Looks like a solid satire. Spider-Man, no 
Way Home, also back in theaters. And uh, National Cinema Day, movie theaters across Canada celebrating National Cinema Day tomorrow with $3 movies. Labor Day weekend is typically the worst weekend of the year for box office performance. So that's why Jaws is back. That's why Spider-Man is back. That's why they're dropping the price. They're trying to get people to actually go to the... Because it's the last weekend of the summer, right? Sure. Or the last kick of the can, really. Last long weekend. So no one wants to go to the movies. And I'll mention this for you, Mackling. Yes, please. There's a new documentary on Crave this weekend Mm -hmm. called McEnroe, about tennis legend John McEnroe. (laughs) Oh, okay. So I got to watch the Mike Tyson thing on Disney+. Plus. Yep. And now I got to watch the John McEnroe thing on Crave. That's right. Okay. Thank you, Brett McGarry. You're welcome. And uh, the Rings of Power, if you watched it, let us know at 204-780-6868. Would love your thoughts on that. Jeff Braun, have a good long weekend, sir. Likewise, gents. 746 with Mackling and McGarry. The Couch Potatoes podcast, by the way, is now available. Or you can listen to it in radio broadcast form on 680 CJOB, Saturdays at noon, Sundays at 6. It's Mackling and McGarry. McNabb is off today. Uh, Mackling, I um, just got a text message from you while I was reading the weather, so I have not had the opportunity to read said text message. So what's on your mind, sir? I'm just going to jump into this. Our friends at Power 97, I think you mentioned Vicky Shea was uh, extraordinary at compiling a list of things to do in Manitoba on the weekend. And, of course, as we head into the long weekend, she's published said list. And it's, it's pretty darn good. The options on this list, I think, are worth sharing with our listeners here on CJOB. Do you feel guilty about doing this at all in any way, shape, or form? No. Okay, they put good. it on their social media for all to to learn. Where right, we're, they're, they're part of the team here, of course, Winnipeg. So why not raid <laughs> <laughs> their information for our audience? Okay, well, why don't you and I just go back and forth here? We'll do two or three at a time, okay? Uh, free admission at provincial parks. And so when I saw this list, that was the first thing I noticed and wondered if it would be on the list, and it is. Le Burger Week continues, and the Fall Fair, we've been hyping that here on CJOB. That's out at Red River Exhibition Park. On the Le Burger Week front, by the way, I'll just mention that I have taken my first Ooh, uh, yes. nosedive into Le Burger Week. I was at the Grove yesterday. They have one called That's My Jam. It's got onion rings on it, has tomato jam. Uh, arugula, some banana peppers, provolone cheese. It was delicious. Very, very good. And their poutine is awesome at the Grove, by the way. And we're trying that. I'm going to try the burger at the King's Head today. Excited for that. Wizard of Oz at Rainbow Stage. Ultimate Dinosaurs at the Manitoba Museum. The Unzipped Rolling Stones Expo continues until September 25th. And then uh, Food Trip Festival. Don't know location on that, so we're going to have to look for more. We'll have to Google that one. Food Trip Festival. Yeah, there's amazing corn, of course, down south of the city. And then there's a corn maze up uh, in uh, the RM of Springfield off of Garvin Road as well. Uh, co- uh, corn. Oh, yeah, there it is right under there. Corn maze at Deer Meadow Farm. <laughs> Boy, Vicky is all over this. There's a Sunflower Expo, Spirits of Seven Oaks, Haunted Walking Tour, and that uh, Beyond Van Gogh exhibit uh, ends September 4th, but it continues at uh, RBC Convention Center. And one of our listeners pointed out that they're setting uh, their, their Labor Day weekend tradition is to set up a movie theater in the backyard for the kids. This weekend they're watching Tommy Boy. Well, Winnipeg Beaches movie night on the bandstand, which is tonight, is Jurassic World Dominion. That's oh, a, that's a big one. No kidding. To get like that just came out a few months ago. Yeah, uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. 
pulled some strings there. And that's a great spot. That uh, bandstand at Winnipeg Beach, it's, you know, just off the boardwalk. The sand and the surf are right there. Uh, absolutely, what an uh, extraordinary, dare I use that word again, uh, a tremendous opportunity to head up to Winnipeg Beach. And who needs an excuse to go to Winnipeg Beach? And, uh, and just to reiterate a couple of things that we mentioned during the Couch Potatoes, National Cinema Day is tomorrow, so $3 movies at all theatres. And then uh, new in theatres, Honk for Jesus, Save Your soul. So thanks to our friends down the hall at Power 97, Jay, Nick, and Vic. And they do that every Friday on their Instagram. So if you want to follow them and make sure you follow us on Instagram as well at 680CJOB. Where are you watching the the Labor Day Classic? I, I know when I'm not there <laughs> twice in 22 years, often we'll be at the lake and we'll watch it in the backyard. Where are you setting up? Would love to hear from you. 204 780 I guess I'll have to have it on the radio player app because I'll be on the golf course. What time when does it kick off? I don't know. There's time zones involved. I have no idea. I think it's three <laughs> o'clock in Regina, four o'clock here. But I, I, I really don't know. Okay. I'll be honest. I'm just going to follow the crowd. Sunday afternoon. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> it's isn't on that, Sunday afternoon. Isn't that a great promotion for our coverage here on CJOB? <laughs> wow. Hey, we are Manitoba's information superstation. <laughs> We're really bringing the information this morning, Brett. That's for sure. Come on. It's Friday heading into a long weekend. Give us a break. <laughs> uh, five o'clock is kickoff. Four o'clock in Regina. Before we say hello to our next guest, GMAC, we just ran down a list of stuff to do that's happening all around southern Manitoba this weekend, and another heads up on something else from Steve. Dawson Trail Days in St. Anne is happening this weekend as well. There's a midway trade show, petting zoo, parade, and all sorts of other things, and Steve adds they're actually filming a movie at the fair right now. How cool is that? Right on, Steve. Thank you for the heads up. And you, if there's anything else going on that we should share, 204-780-6868. Since 1949, old Taylor Field, Mosaic Stadium, new Mosaic Stadium, have been houses. <laughs> I love how Mackling has written this up. Have been houses of horror for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers on the Labor Day weekend. Just 19 wins in 56 tries heading into Sunday's game versus the Rough Riders in Regina on Sunday afternoon. The 10-1 and defending Grey Cup champs do head into this weekend's game with bragging rights, though, Brett, after winning last year's game 23-8. to Kolaris back to pass. Lots of pressure going into the end zone. Way in there. Dembski has it for a bomber. Touchdown! What a throw and catch, Kolaris to Nick Dembski. Kolaris just got mauled on that play, but he still manages to put a pinpoint accurate rainbow over the shoulder on the corner route by Dembski. What a throw. Holy smoke. Our next guest knows all too well that the fact that Rough Riders are just one game over 500 with a 6-5 and five record means nothing. Let's say good morning to former Blue Bomber kicker Troy Westwood. T-Roy, how are you, friend? Uh, living the dream, my brother. I, just a real quick little thing. You guys are talking about things to do this upcoming weekend. If you're in Winnipeg this weekend, the Valor game on Sunday is an absolute must. If you haven't been to a Valor game yet, the, what you see on the pitch is absolutely fantastic. And the game day environment that they've created there, 
bring if you got any little ones, bring them, and I guarantee you'll have an absolute blast. I think the whistle blows at 1 p.m. on Sunday, but I guarantee fantastic time. Right on four of uh, five uh, wins, I think, uh, or four wins in the last five games, I think, for Valor. So it's a big, big deal. Jill texted earlier, uh, Troy, you were, you were gone. 2009 was your last year, but back in 2011, the Bombers were 7-1 and one heading into the Labor Day Classic. The Riders were 1-7. and seven. Final score, Green Riders 27, Blue Bombers 7. Do the records of the respective teams matter any less this weekend, Troy? Well, Jiminy Cricket, so you said the record was 19 and whatever uh, and some awful number for the Bombers in, in the Labor Day Classic. I think I played in 15 or 16 of those um, losses for sure, man. It was just you go in there and it's a struggle, but the, the records do not matter for sure. I was speaking uh, earlier this week to a couple of folks about the environment of it and how much fun it is and how it's very similar to some of the high school, college, university sort of football vibe that you get down in the States. And, yeah, everything's out the window. You go into that chaotic, wild environment on the Labor Day Classic, man, and records are out the window, and it's just an absolute four-quarter grudge match. And uh, we understand there are stories of shenanigans by Riders fans once upon a time. Fire alarms, honking horns outside the hotel. Did you experience any of that? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. And some stories can be told. Others need to be brought to the grave. Um, but, yeah, plenty of things have happened. I remember when Colin Scrivener, I don't know if he got, if, you know, in this business, it's so cold. I doubt he got traded there. But he was playing. He played for us, of course, Winnipeg boy with his uh, brother Glenn and their father, just a great football family. But he was playing. He was wearing the wrong color jersey one year. And we went into shower after a pregame, the, the walkthrough the day before the game. And he had put something in the in the where the water spout was the shower head it just made everybody reek in the shower so that was one of the things that happened and the funniest thing that we had ever done to any of the fans is there was some lady just berating us uh, during the game she was um had a few too many wobbly pops and we wrote down saskatchewan sucks on the whiteboard and faced it towards her and the rest of the fans and she actually started crying, uh, screaming at security to take it down, and security was just laughing with us. So, yeah, lots of fun, lots of crazy things. Well, I was only in the stands once before. I'm going this weekend, Troy, and looking forward to it. 2003, it was a great cup. Regina season, extra stands, and it was a real party atmosphere. You guys uh, pulled out the victory that year, but credit where it's due. They do really roll out the the green carpet, so to speak, for the for the Blue Bomber fans. It's it's really all in good fun. Oh yeah, and that's really well said, man. You know, this week they roll out the green carpet. Next week we roll out the blue carpet, and what I just you know we are one and the same people. My uh, mom's family's from. Saskatchewan and Regina and we did a lot of our growing up over there visiting on family vacations and stuff like that uh, and it's just it is my favorite rivalry that exists in this country and there's always all kinds of fun to be had over these next couple of weeks and as far as the Bombers are concerned I mean we you know we hear the same thing from the players the same thing from the coach you know that they no no game has more significance it's just one game at a time etc cetera, etc cetera. Uh, and they just try to, to be stoic on that front but they they have got to be pumped up for this weekend no well certainly when you're talking about the, the Rough Riders I mean for Pete's sake they're trying to grab some ca- uh, traction and just get going in, in the right direction for sure and then with the Bombers, like, I absolutely adore the culture that Michael Shea has created there. Hasn't wavered a bit from, the, from his arrival here. What, what the Canadian Mafia 
you know, Shea Walters and Miller have put together is just spectacular. And the way that Michael Shea has got the team, it's every single, you know, you hear it all the time, and it's hard to believe um, that they can actually do it from a mental standpoint. But his, his preaching of, hey, win or lose, next week is, is all that matters, those are, you often get the feel as a fan that they're sort of empty words just shared with the, the media. But, boy, it really seems like it's a part of the culture inside that room for those guys. And I, I just really appreciate Michael Shea and the way his leadership role with the guys and, and getting the mentality at that level. Can we ring out 30 more seconds here, Brett? Garrett, Garrett Marino, any concerns there about him going after Caleros Troy? Oh, boy. Um, well, I think uh, a player of Marino's stature you always have to be concerned about. Um, but I'm pretty sure those big fellas in front of Mr. Caleros and maybe the odd chip here or there from a running back helping out, those, those big boys, our big boys will take care of them. But guys like that you've always got to have an eye on. You just never know some of the sort of uh, BS acts that they might be capable on the field. So I, I think the big boys will do a good job of taking care of Mr. Carl. Former Blue Bomber kicker Troy Westwood joining us live on 680 CJOB. Troy, thanks for this. Enjoy the weekend, sir. Always a pleasure, boys. Let's go blue. We're asking you about Labor Day traditions, Labor Day weekend memories. What does Dave have, Greg? Hey, guys. In my early days, my friends from Winnipeg used to travel to Regina with friends to see the Labor Day game at Taylor Field. Well, boys will be boys. So overnight, we took gold and blue spray paint and made the biggest W on his front lawn we could. Okay, it took up his whole yard. While it was cool to start, we found out later that uh, even after he cut his grass to try and get rid of it, it had burnt the grass right to the dirt and left a shadow outline of the W until next year. He was not very popular with his neighbors. <laughs> now, this was not an act of vandalism. This was one of the buddies who was a Blue Bomber fan, so I just wanted to make sure that I was clear on the details there and I wasn't <laughs> condoning an act of vandalism You know, on a Rough Rider fan lawn. This was a Blue Bomber fan, unfortunately stuck living in Regina. All right. Well, well last chance to get in. Shoot us a text for a chance to win those Wine Festival tickets. We'll give them away in our next segment. Now it is time to say hello to our regular Friday guest, Mackling. Who is it? It is the anchor of Global News Morning, seen Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. till 9 a.m. on CKND Winnipeg, <laughs> which made its debut August 31st, 1975. Oh. So the anniversary, the 46th anniversary, if my man, no, 47, I guess now. It's just a couple days ago. Good, good morning, Gabby. Good morning. Gabrielle Marchand, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. Okay. Okay, Greg Mackling. Woo! Uh, we need to talk about this, all these folks heading, because we chatted on our show, actually. We had Greg Mackling on Global News Morning to talk about heading to Regina. And I actually told a story about my parents that I would really love to share, because as I've mentioned, my dad likes to troll me about doing a gig for the Bombers, because uh, he has lived in Saskatchewan for 30 years, and he can't help himself. He pretends to be a Rough Riders fan. I'm not sure he really is. Like, he's not actually putting a watermelon on his head. But... The other day, he was telling my mom that when she comes in the fall, she should show up to the airport wearing a Rough Riders jersey for when no. I pick her up. No. And my mom, cold as ice, you guys, turns to him and goes, 
This is on FaceTime. She turns him and she goes, actually, I'm a Blue Bomber fan now. Oh, oh yes. <laughs> so my family's broken, but I'm okay with it. I love it. Family oh. is broken. Uh, okay. I got to ask you this, Gabby, because uh, just before we cracked our microphone at 6.05, I was looking at uh, Global News Morning. And so you're, you're on. Can't hear you, but the subtitles are on. Did you know that it the subtitles say Gabby? Yeah. Is that like, did you, how did that, how does that work? I, like, like it says I'm, when I'm talking, it says Gabby. And yeah. Then, oh, cool. Yeah. I'm trying to actually make a new thing happen. Marchy. I don't want to be Marshawn. I want to be Marchy. So my coworkers, I was like, you guys, you can't give yourself a nickname. So you just have to start calling me Marchy to everybody and pretend you came up with it. So hopefully soon it'll say Marchy. <laughs> You can't, you're mad. You can't give yourself a nickname. Well, I just did. Just had a conversation with our boss, uh, Heather. Apparently, our, the Supreme Chancellor Brent tried to give himself a nickname once upon a time. Oh, well, did he now? She didn't tell me what the nickname was, just that it did, didn't take. Okay. Well, <laughs> was it Coco? I don't know. <laughs> I just imagine him saying, just call me B dubs. It's B dubs now. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, I just thought that was funny. But, uh, okay, I understand you have a story about a cowboy hat. Can't remember the context, but what's the story about the uh, cowboy hat, Gabby? Yeah, I think what you guys were talking about things that you get into that you weren't into. I've kind of gone into country music recently. I never <sighs> was really such a fan, but now I'm loving it because all the songs are about love, love ending, or beer, or <laughs> trucks, which I'm, I'm very okay with all those things. So, yay, country music. But um, I became obsessed with cowboy hats a couple years back. My friends are going to a pool party. I think I saw a photo of Elle McPherson, and I became fixated on owning a cowboy hat. And I couldn't find one. I looked all over the city. None of them would fit my giant head. So I found one at the <laughs> haberdashery in the exchange, mm-hmm. paid $50 for this gorgeous cowboy hat, have yet to wear it. It didn't end up working out. So now mm. I just wear it to random places. Like I literally wore it to Superstore the other day because I figured, why not? <laughs> just galloping to Superstore in my cowboy hat. I found a picture of Elle McPherson in a cowboy hat. You understand? You, you understand? Have you? Are you guys familiar with this internet thing? It's... Quite amazing, um, yeah. That's that's not a bad inspiration, Gabby. I I would um, maybe wear a cowboy hat more often as well if if I was capable of looking uh, anywhere close to as as good as L McPherson does in a cowboy hat. And and you are, I would say, comp- comparable. Oh, so sweet. You haven't lived until you've walked to your doctor's appointment in downtown Winnipeg in a cowboy hat. Like that is <laughs> that is living, my friends. <laughs> I can't wait to see this hat. I, I bet you, you pull it off nicely. So that's cool. Uh, what color, by the way? It's blue. Blue? It's blue. Oh, fancy. That, you should wear it to the bomber game. I next should. Time. I, I might just do that. Okay. Yeehaw. Giddy up, everyone. Now, another thing we talked about this week was Gen Z and their sayings because a uh, recent survey says 42% of Canadians have no clue what Gen Z is saying. Don't understand their slang. Uh, where do you rack up on that? Yeah, I, I mean this with all due respect, but I don't get all like swole. What is swole? I think that's one of them. There was a bunch. I read through that list and I didn't know what any of them were and I felt really old. Or even the, <laughs> I know the IDG, I was like the ones with the expletives, like I can't say it on air, but IDGAF yeah. or like IDF, oh, I'm struggling now my brain, IDFK. Yeah. I, I'm into those. That's about it. Lol. And that yeah. is all I'm capable of. But swole? No, I won't go there, everyone. We have to lay down the law at some point. Is that an acronym, this swole? No, well, I, think, like- I, I, thought, I thought it meant like, y'all, bro, we got to get swole. Yo, bro. Hey, bro, we got to get swole. Uh, got to get them the gains, bro. bro. And it's, oh, my it's like, gosh. Bro. 
Yeah. Not not bruh, but uh. I'm going to record. I'm going to record <laughs> how you're supposed to say it because I hear it coming from my basement all the time. Yeah, I was going to say oh, you should say bruh, it to your kids. Why you do me like that when they're <laughs> doing the video games and oh, it's just like seriously, that that word is yeah, I I'm I try to be hip and down with See, down. Hmm. Like mm. the kids say that. I try to be down with all the newfangled language <laughs> and stuff. The, the bra thing, I just can't get into that. You know what I want to see? I want to see Greg Mackling rocking a, like, Sopranos-style full velour tracksuit. Like, he's a mafia boss going down to his basement and talking to his kids like, bra, bra. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is the future I want for you, G-Mac. All right. I mean, is it blue and gold at least? Hopefully. Yeah, okay. We'll work on that. Just right. make sure you get swole, bra. Before you put on that track suit. <laughs> I have no idea what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, if there's a Gen Z listening, they're probably like, these tools, they are shaking their heads. I'm so sorry. This slang just need. we just need to yeet this slang. Yeah, and yeet. Then we, yeet. The slang right hath been yoat. What is yeet? <laughs> Apparently it means to, to throw something away with... Uh, uh, with enthusiasm, yes. like to angrily get rid of something. But I, I see that's the thing. Like so much slang kind of makes sense, at least in my mind of stuff that we would have said when we were younger or that I would have said when I was younger. But some of these words, like I, how do you, how does throwing something away angrily, like where does yeet come from? I just I don't understand how where the, the, the etymology of these words. I, I think Kat and Gimli, uh, Pointed back to the Shakespeare days for yeet and yote. Well, she said oh, that the her- traff hath, hath been yote. Okay. The her- world is but a stage and Gen Z its players. <laughs> <laughs> Gabrielle Marchand, or sorry, Gabby Marchi. Marchi. That's Marchie. such a hockey last name. Yeah, yeah. March. March. <laughs> Hey, Marchie, no. or my, my velour tracksuit, does it have supposed to have juicy across the bum? <laughs> no. God, Is that the one? I'm shopping right now. My little, my little overtired pea brain cannot handle what's happening right now. Marchie, out, brah. Gabby Marchand is the host and anchor of Global News Morning Weekdays, 6 to 9 on Global Winnipeg. Uh, It's Mackling and McGarry. McNabb is off today. Kelly Moore is in on connecting Winnipeg from 10 until 12. (laughs) Gabrielle Marchand, Gabby just left the room. And I said to her, oh, and I'm not, I will not call you Marchie. No, that's not happening. But her reaction, because she just kind of stopped and was like, come on. (laughs) She was just so dejected. She really wants this Marchie thing to stick. But you can't give yourself a nickname. No, uh, George Costanza tried to give himself T-Bone and then he ended up with Coco. (laughs) So maybe we need to call Marchie Coco just for trying to bring this in. To the into the workplace. I tried to go for a glizzy at the north oh, uh, get out here. and drive in yesterday, and they didn't open till noon. I was very disappointed. Yeah, North Star. And yeah, drive in. Yeah. Oh, that's... they don't open till noon. So if you're looking for the best glizzy in the North End, you got to wait till noon. That's uh, slang for hot dog. Oh, sorry, hot by dog. The way. God, doesn't everybody know that, Brett? <laughs> Some of our listeners retained that. We had a couple of call, glizzy callback jokes yesterday, uh, which made us both very happy. Um, but we're, we're giving away tickets for the Winnipeg Wine Festival, Saturday, September 24th, the afternoon tasting. And we're asking you about your Labor Day weekend traditions, memories, like we had uh, one listener uh, pointing out. Oh, hang on. It was Mike who says starting a new family tradition, the Cinema Day 
Day is happening, National Cinema Day happening this weekend. All movie theaters across Canada, movies for three bucks tomorrow. So Mike says the family is headed to the movies for the first time since COVID hit. Ooh. Under 14 bucks for a family of four to see a movie. That's if you don't get any popcorn and drinks. Uh, my eight-year-old hasn't been to a theater in years. They're going to see Minions, The Rise of Gru. Very cool. But our winner is Dan, the Earl of Eli. My fondest memories of the Labor Day weekend, I think, started around 1977, says Dan. I turned on the TV and there were no cartoons, but this goofy guy singing, dancing, and telling jokes. I was glued to the television for hours. His name was Jerry Lewis. Supposedly, he was some actor, but I had never seen any of his movies. The show was the Jerry Lewis Telethon for Muscular Dystrophy. What was muscular dystrophy? I'd never heard of the disease. Over the hours that day, my TV education started, and I learned about Jerry's kids and all the disease, and the tradition started every Labor Day. I was glued to the TV. I even tried to keep up with Jerry and stayed up for 24 hours straight watching the telethon. The telethon had some pretty impressive acts on it, and because of my knowledge I gained from watching it, I used to drop off my change from my Slurpee in the Jerry's Kids jar at 7-Eleven. I don't think the telethon is on anymore, and 7-Eleven definitely doesn't have the jars any longer, but I still think about the telethon every Labor Day weekend. 2015 was the last edition of the Jerry Lewis telethon for muscular dystrophy. Great memory, Dan, and that was always on CKND. In <laughs> fact, I think it was the very first program they had on that channel. Oh, yeah, once I think upon you're a right. time. Look at that. Well, there you go, Dan, the Earl of Eli. He often tweets saying, runner up again. It's true, he does, doesn't he? <laughs> well, today you're the winner, Dan. Congratulations. Enjoy the wine festival. It's Mackling and McGarry. McNabb is off today. Kelly Moore is on Connecting Winnipeg from 10 until 12. Very excited to say hello to our next guest. We'll do that in a moment. But what's this? Hold on. Is one of our listeners suggesting that that you can pick your own nickname? Yeah, he's done it. <laughs> Changed his name. His given name, the whole kit and caboodle, Brett. Good morning, guys. This is Lance. See the italics? It's a nickname I gave myself in 1974 when I moved west from Southwest Ontario, when your mother names you after her long dead uncle and calls you Harold, <laughs> pronounced with the hard A, like bar, not hair, you find your own nickname before someone gives you one. My wife is even bilingual. She calls me Harold or Harold when talking with Ontario relatives and Lance. West of Kenora. So there you go. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. And and to be fair, I suppose many of our listeners uh, will actually sign it like... We, we call Dan the Earl of Eli because that's what he refers to himself as. So in that context, like when it's Dan the Earl of Eli or when it's Gary, a.k.a. Sleepy Beefaroni, like if you want to sign your text like that with us, I, I would say that's okay. But if, if I just walked up to you and said, hey, just start calling me Big Dog, brah, because I'm going to get swole, I would, I would expect you to slap me in the face. I would slap you in the face. Um, and... <laughs> I just I'm distracted now because now I'm thinking about like Dan the Earl of Eli. Is this a name that was bestowed upon him? 
Mm-hmm. Or did he make it up himself? Because I've been given a hard time by one of our listeners who says, 53-year-old guy calls himself GMAC. I don't call myself GMAC. <laughs> Only when I refer myself in the third person, which is maybe bothersome to some when I do that. That was anointed and given to me by Kelly Moore. And then Charles Adler really <laughs> picked it up and ran with it. Uh, when two monsters in broadcasting give you a nickname, you take it and you run. Yeah. Right? And who cares if you're 53? What are you, is there a statute of limitations on, on nicknames? On being able to use language like that? I don't know. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, thanks. That's good feedback, though, Harold. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> you have a new nickname now, Lance. And uh, one of our listeners, real quick here, Michelle, sent in a text message. I was on Chief Pegwa's trail eastbound the other day. It's down to one lane. Well, Michelle tells us there is a crash and tempers are flying every Everything is backed up. Oh, boy. Eastbound, that's Chief Pegwa's Trail on the bridge. So that's between Main Street and Henderson Highway, Brett. Let's say hello to our next guest who has a nickname of his own, the Clayman. Clay How you Young. doing? Doing okay, <laughs> I'm just listening to you because I know you got Kelly Moore coming up and you're talking about nicknames. Years ago, uh, I was anchoring the news on OB and there was thick fog one morning, right? And whatever for whatever reason, I think Kelly had one of his uh, kids in the car, and I said, thick fog, right? <laughs> and I guess the kid turned to Kelly, Dad, why does that guy say fog? <laughs> <laughs> it's scary to hear that. So after that, Kelly, to this day, and this is like 10 years ago, Kelly, to this day, my nickname, according to Kelly, is Foggy Doggy. He, that, he calls me up. He goes, Foggy Doggy, what's going on? <laughs> I, I swear to goodness. My nickname, according to Kelly, is Foggy Doggy. He's probably listening right now. Don't you have him coming on later? I he, guess. I guess he will be joining us as he is uh, taking over the airways from 10 until noon. Uh, I think I've got that memorized uh, more or less correctly, Brett McGarry. Actually, I think Kelly's going to be on the air from 10 till 1 with a little bit of an interruption from Jazz Atwell. Unless there's a lot of fog. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Kelly will be co-hosting Jets at Noon today with Ross Levitan. But indeed, we're going to have that uh, Jazz Atwell, Dr. Jazz Atwell media availability on the COVID vaccine update. In terms of, uh, just very quickly, in terms of nicknames, yes, Kelly Moore will come up with a nickname for every person here. The second he met me, it was Brett the Hitman. There you go. So, um, yes, but the reason why the Clayman is here... We're breaking format! (laughs) It's your last weekend on Winnipeg Weekends on 680 CJOB. I know, time flies when you're having a good time. It's been like four years since uh, I took over as the host of the Saturday and Sunday shows, and a lot of fun, and, you know, Kevin Bergen, who's producing... During the course, I think it was within the first year, he and I actually became really good friends. Hang out. You know, he he irritates, he insults me, all in good fun on the air. And I fire right back at him. For whatever reason, he calls me Clayton. And he knows (laughs) that I hate that name. And I've told him on the air, when I was born, my mom named me Clay. C-L-A-Y. It's on the birth certificate. What if you say Clayton? And I said, and my mom hated that name, so don't call me. Please don't call me. And occasionally we're having a spat on the, whatever you say, Clayton. (laughs) (laughs) 
So I just started firing back, and I came up with, I started calling him Sloopy. <laughs> what? Sloopy. Whatever you say, Sloopy. And if he starts getting a little out of hand, I say, okay, Sloopy, you sit over in that corner and let the big boys go to work, okay? You just sit over there, Sloopy. Don't call me that. Well, don't call me Clayton, and we'll get along fine. <laughs> What, what, where did Raising Sloopy the come from? It's from uh, the, uh, you know, a little music bed we played. Hang on, Sloopy. Hang Sloopy, on, Sloopy. hang on. Oh. So then he started liking that. He says, I love that song. And I said, you do, do you, Sloopy? <laughs> <laughs> and it stuck because I thought, okay, I got a name to fire back at him. But I'm not really going anywhere, just so you know. I'm going to be helping you guys out more than I did before. Mm-hmm. Because I'm just going down the hall, and I'm going to be part of Global Winnipeg Mornings. But part of the job, if when I'm out in the field covering something, if it's big enough, I, I will. my job description is to come on with you guys and give you breaking news. The best thing about Clay leaving the weekend mornings, Brett, is he will, will now not be asking us to work on Christmas morning <laughs> while he's stuck here. Oh, wait here. a minute. Oh, can you guys call into the show on no, Christmas morning? People have been asking, is there going to be a third oh, no. annual? Yes. I'm, I'm away that weekend. Yes. I won't be around. Home for the holidays. You never know who's going to pop on. Are oh, you doing? A, are you doing that? This I've year? requested that we do another one. My goodness, you requested it. And while <laughs> Sky the Hawk Neller, I said, "Do you want to do?" A, I'm in. I didn't even finish the set. I'm in. So I think we're going to have a third annual. All okay, right. so hang on a second here. So you 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 have been trying to get back on TV. You you made it. You made the transition. You're going to Global News Morning. It's your last weekend on Winnipeg Weekends. But you you're telling me that you have volunteered. <laughs> to work on Christmas morning. Third annual. Wow, that is dedication well, to your no, craft. no, it's just, you know, back in the, the first time we did it, it was during the, the, the height of the pandemic, right? Yeah. Nobody was going anywhere. You couldn't go over to your parents' place or see your friends at Christmas because of the restrictions. So we had a live show on Christmas Day, home for the holidays. And then uh, the second annual one, the restrictions were still pretty much in place. Okay. Now they've been lifted. And I've had texts on the weekend show. Are you going to have a Christmas show? Are you going to have a Christmas show even though you're leaving? Damn right. <laughs> but wait a minute. It wasn't in the, it's not in the logs. What is he doing on the air? He's broken format again. Do something. <laughs> We're gonna have to take away his pass card on the twenty third of December and not give but him. But you guys have to come on. No, we're not. Coming hey, you're on. coming on my show tomorrow. You're gonna to be what in Brandon and McDonald's on your way to Regina? Yeah, I'll be in Brandon. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, see, and that's a. Well, I'm on holidays a few weeks ago, Brett. I'm in California, and Clay says, "Well, come on the show with me. It'll be great." Like Clay <laughs> in California. It's, yeah, it's gonna be five thirty five. I might be up normally on the. I, I guarantee you, I'm not up at five. Thirty-five. When I'm on holidays in California, <laughs> we are getting bombarded with text messages. Uh, people are going to miss you, Clay. I'm going to miss you. I do tune in. I don't listen to all the show both days, but I listen to enough to know you've got an incredible rapport with the listeners. I'm very jealous of how you are able to build that rapport, and I know people are going to miss you immensely. And the whole idea of waking up on Saturday morning the following week and having to listen to Bergen 
is is I don't know. Well, wait a minute. There's Bergen. He's texting me. You're gonna come on Saturday when I'm when I'm doing the show, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> I I said, you know what? For your first show, I'll pop on, and after that. Like periodically, I don't put Bob Irving. I love Bob to death, but I don't put him on every show. I'll come on once in a blue moon. No, come on, man. Let's make it a routine. No, I want to enjoy my weekends for the first time in four years. All right, Clay. Well, we love you immensely, and we're looking forward to more of you, not less, here on the start as you take on a new role with Global News Morning. And uh, congratulations to you, but uh, once again, I know that a lot of listeners are going to miss you very much on the weekend. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. So there's still two more to go. Saturday and Sunday, Winnipeg weekends, 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. on 680 CJOB with the Clayman. A.K.A. The Flash, A.K.A. The Foggy Doggy, A.K.A. Mayhem and Chaos on 680 CJOV. Thanks, Clay. He's Bye, already, Clayman. He's already left the studio. Why you come back? No. <laughs> Get out of here, Clay. The clock means nothing to Clay. Just don't call him Clayton on CJOV.